The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, let's go Buffalo. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and want to thank you for joining us in this off-season talk for the Buffalo Bills. We have a lot to discuss, some quick Bills news and notes, our This Week in Bills history segment, the AFC-NFC championships are done, so we have our Super Bowl contestants to discuss, Uh, but most importantly, our discussion on Brian Dable and the Bills offensive numbers and rankings, and we will announce another winner for the Bruce Smith uh, signed football giveaway. So let's get going. I'll start it off here. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, John and Mike, fellas. The Super Bowl 54 will be played by the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Is this the matchup that you were hoping for? Yeah, I think these two teams match up uh, quite well. I'm looking forward to a good game. Yeah, it's nice not to have the Pats there. Um, I wish the Packers could have pulled it out personally, but... Two powerhouse teams, and it's nice not having a too much of a rooting interest just to hope for a good game. Sit back and have fun. Dude, how big is that? I feel like every season in the postseason, we're just rooting against the Patriots every every time. You know, like or it's usually not a divisional opponent, but every like remember a couple of times the Jets went to the AFC Championship, and we just oh we're like oh please don't go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> please don't possibly have a chance. And this year for me after the Pats. It was the Titans. I didn't want the Titans to go to the Super Bowl. I wanted the Titans. I'm still, I'm still very, as we mentioned last episode, I'm still very bitter over the Music City miracle, or I should say the Music City illegal forward pass. I'm over it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I guess I'm glad Andy Reid won. So I mean, I had slight interest there, but you know, I mean, I was just really hoping for a good game to watch. So I thought it was an okay game. John, somebody's got to teach you how to hold a grudge, man. I'm with Nate. <laughs> screw, screw them. It was the last century. And and honestly, it was really just the payback for the comeback game, right? It's the same franchise. So, like, we had the comeback game, then they, the Music City Miracle. We're even, right? 
Yeah, but one was legit and what one wasn't. But Andy <laughs> Reid agreed with you there. Um, Shady. The big, huge talk about that, that game in general was a few players. It was Sammy Watkins having an amazing game. Uh, the former Buffalo Bill uh, wide receiver had uh, one of his better games as a Kansas City Chief. You never want to wish ill will for anyone, of course, but eh, I don't take any special interest in seeing him succeed. <laughs> no, like, no. Good for Andy Reid, good for McCoy, but Sammy Watkins like, eh. I well, left a bad taste in my mouth. Did he? Did he? Can you tell me why he left a bad taste in my mouth? Because I was trying to think of that. And a lot of Bills uh, fans on Twitter were saying that too. And I, I guess I, was it just because he just didn't really ever seem a part of this team and the locker room, or that he always wanted his catches, or what? What? What was your? I guess what's the bad taste in your mouth from Sammy Watkins? I couldn't remember what it was. I don't have a good taste, but I don't think it's as bad as it as it could be for like other guys. I thought it was just his attitude that he wanted the ball more. Just selfish, John. Do you do you have a bad taste in your mouth about Sammy Watkins? John doesn't have a grudge about anything. John. I don't. I don't know. Well, I do. I mean, like Kiko, right? I mean, <laughs> or you know, the, the, I, I definitely do have grudges. Um, well, let's list them, John. Right? Um, do they have to be former Bills players? <laughs> it could be. It can be life. It could be life. Anything? anything? Oh, okay, Kiko Alonso, Brian Cox. <laughs> Who wronged you? <laughs> we say anything. No, I, I, I don't have a bad taste with Sammy. I mean, I think he was injured a lot, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I can't. Not a reason to hold a grudge, though, right? His injury problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel like there was, you know, there were instances where I thought he might have could have been better. But, like, I mean, even with the Chiefs, he's not a superstar. Last time he scored a touchdown before today was week one. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, he's, like, their number one receiver. No, not like the, not like they're paying him to be, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think a lot of the issues that I have and, and other Bills ha- fans have with Sammy Watkins is mostly just in the fact that the Bills spent so much to draft him and to move up for him and the the amount of draft capital they gave up for him for him to be a weapon of like you know ej manual <laughs> like it was it just seemed like a terrible move and we were upset at the time i think a lot of bills fans were for giving up that much when they need when they had so many needs in general to give up that pick when they could have had you know a mike evans or maybe not Mike Evans, but uh, Odell Beckham Jr. at their spot if they hadn't moved up, who ended up being a better, you know, wide receiver in general. And I think that that's definitely that's a reason. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's on the general manager. I don't think that's Sammy Watkins' fault. I mean, I remember Doug Marone trotting an injured Sammy Watkins out in the preseason, in a preseason game three or four. Because he didn't get enough reps, and he was a rookie or a second-year guy, and Doug Marone was a hard-ass, and he's like, you're going to play anyways. And he ended up getting him more injured. So, I mean, he had a very serious foot injury, and he's been battling injuries his entire career. He never ended up being what we all thought and hoped he would be, but I think in general as a player, he hasn't done that. You know, So I, I don't think – I guess I'm not as upset at, at that as I am at other players that have left, like the Willis McGahee thing when he left. I mean – you know, he kind of bad mouth Buffalo on the way out. I don't really have those kind of ill ill feelings towards uh, Sammy Watkins, as I, as I guess a lot of people do. What I will say, though, is the most polarizing player on the Chiefs right now is Patrick Mahomes. And Bills fans in general 
very, very um, conflicted, I guess I would say, uh, in the fact that the Bills could potentially have had Patrick Mahomes. And that's going to come up even more so because he's in his first Super Bowl in his third season. And you can't help but look at that and be like, man, like we could have had Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback, as our future franchise quarterback. It's not too much to, that's not out of the realm of possibility that that easily could have happened. Well, that's tough too, because I mean, the Bills are kind of in transition, right? Like, I think they had McDermott, but was, was Bean even the GM yet at the nope. time? Nope, he wasn't. Whaley was still the GM, and he still had, Whaley's scouting staff was still in employed at, at One Bills Drive. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of a tough, like, you know, situation, I guess, to think about in retrospect. You just mean polarizing in the sense of for Bills fans? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bills fans, on at least on Twitter, or what I was seeing on social media, was like, man, we could have had this guy. Instead, we traded the pick down. Now, you know, it was yeah, like... Yeah, but I mean, that's nothing to do with Mahomes. That's just... I'm oh, not sure what you mean, like... Sorry, sorry. Just the, the, the... No, 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 no. It wasn't like negative like Sammy Watkins was. It was more of <clears throat> a, a, the Bills discussing a player that, you know, could have been a Bill as opposed to a guy that was a Bill and underperformed in their eyes. It was more of like the Bills could potentially be in the situation that the Chiefs are in right now if they had drafted Patrick Mahomes. Now, I don't think the Bills have necessarily the offensive coaching staff or players around him like Patrick Mahomes has. Um, But at the same time, you can't help but think that. I mean, you know, it just sucks. It sucks if you look back in retrospect that the Bills were in such a transition period because I'm sure McDermott didn't trust Willie's scouting staff to figure out their next franchise quarterback. And I'm sure he came in thinking, okay, we have Tyrod Taylor, um, we'll draft a guy, but we probably won't draft him high. And in, they did that Nathan Peter move, which ended up being an awful pick. But they weren't thinking, okay, next year we'll a- attack franchise quarterback. But if you think about it, how many seasons did the Bills really have a chance to to draft a franchise guy like that? Because usually the Bills are either drafting too low or they all get drafted too high above the Bills. I mean, there's very few times that you can think of where the Bills passed on someone and everyone passed. Like Russell Wilson, everyone passed on Russell Wilson, right? Like he went in the third round, but Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, um, the Bills passed on both of them with their picks. They wouldn't have even had to to trade up. So it's just a discussion that I think is worth worth talking about. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's just in my in my opinion, it's unfortunate there was a transition year because had Brandon Bean been there, I think they might have even considered Patrick Holmes or Deshaun Watson or either of those guys, and we could potentially we could potentially have our franchise quarterback instead of hoping that we do in Josh Allen, which I'm still very optimistic by. I don't want uh, about, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not a Josh. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast throughout the entire season, I feel like all we do is make excuses for Josh Allen and his weaknesses, but we're hoping he's our franchise quarterback. You know, for a fact that Patrick Mahomes is a franchise quarterback. I think you can, at this point, you can still trust the process. I mean, Beaton wasn't there yet. You you just got to trust the process. I mean, and then, Aside from that, you look at like the big picture and like, okay, you, you look at some of Mahomes' runs today, like that amazing 27 yard touchdown run. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet Josh Allen could have done that. Like, yeah. that's how, like, how, how often can you say that about any other Bills quarterback, about a quarterback who made an amazing play in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Can I say though, on that run, you know what the first thing I was thinking of after he scored that touchdown is that did you notice how Patrick Mahomes changed 
which hand the ball was in right before the end zone. I doubt you noticed that you might have. Josh Allen does not do that. <laughs> he does not change hands. <laughs> so it might have popped out right there at the two-yard line. <laughs> Um, but it's fun to think that you're right. Josh Allen is one of the few guys that can do that. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes can do it too. He just has all that ability with his arm too, that Josh Allen is, is working on and possibly might get there too. So. Right. And he's got a lot more weapons. He's got Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Tyree kill. I mean, he's got all these weapons to throw to. It's, it's ridiculous. He's got probably a better offensive line. I mean, if you think about it, Andy Reid is a much better offensive mind than I think the bills have ever had, you know, I mean, since what? Ted March Abroda, maybe. I mean, this is so that would I noticed that on Twitter. In fact, I tweeted out if you're not following us on social media, please do. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at CTW Pod. And I tweeted out that uh, Wolverine meme, you know, where he's looking at the picture and then they show a close up of the picture and he's got his fingers over the frame. And I put Patrick Mahomes' picture. I said, oh, this is what half of Bills fans are going to be talking about for the next two weeks. So I don't know it's interesting. And Matthew Fairburn brought up a lot of really good points. And I retweeted his tweet and uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not really a look back and see what we could have had. I never looked back at Tom Brady and said, Oh man, we could have had him. Um, it's just, just an interesting topic that normally doesn't come up around postseason time and might legitimately be an issue. Like if let's say Josh Allen is our franchise quarterback, well, it could be potentially Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes debate. But I will say, luckily with all the picks that we got from the chiefs, it ended up being, you know, Tredavious white, all pro, cornerback um which did tweet which he did tweet out something very interesting today say saying something to the effect of like feeling not feeling very wanted today <laughs> or something to that effect because of all of the talk about Patrick Mahomes and Tredavious White right so um but they also got besides Tredavious White they got Deion Dawkins um I believe Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds out of those out of those picks, and then, but they also got Zay Jones. Not, not to mention Zay Jones. <laughs> they also traded up with those picks to get Zay Jones. But you know, it's they did get some good players, and that's one thing that we can be thankful for. Is you know, if you're looking at all these teams that are in the the Super Bowl, I mean, they draft really well. These aren't all teams that have gotten really good free agent acquisitions. Only these are teams that build through the draft. Mike, what do you think about the Mahomes controversy for for some Bills fans? I. I think we all agree Mahomes is better than Allen, right? If we look at this point in their careers, or even after year two, right? Like to yeah. compare apples to apples. One was an MVP, like, and yeah, <laughs> like Mahomes is like the new gold standard. I would say we we say that every couple of years, right? There's a new person that's going to set change how the position is played. I mean, it wasn't too long ago before it was Robert Griffin, and we thought, oh, this he's going to be the, the best for the next 15 years. And things change quickly. That being said, Mahomes right now looks like a perennial MVP candidate. Um, so it's unfortunate, but I agree with you. Like, why look back and what was us? What could have been? It doesn't serve anybody. No, no. But to Davis, to Davis White's point, I don't think it's, it's asking a lot of people to go through and like, oh, this happened and look at the third and fourth order of facts. Like he's taking it, I would say, too personally. Like people aren't think they're only saying, "Hey, would we want Patrick Mahomes?" Like, yes. We're not thinking, "Oh, the picks was traded, and then we drafted these guys as a result." You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you you think about like an All Pro cornerback will never it's never equal to an All Pro quarterback ever. All Pro quarterback is always greater than insert any position, right? <laughs> like like Patrick Mahomes 
is one of the few quarterbacks that's better than pretty much everyone else in the NFL as far as, you know, wins or, you know, how how your team does, right? And you could say that. That's not a knock on Tredavious White. That's just the way the game is played and the importance of the quarterback position, in my opinion. So, all right, we've beaten that to death. I want to move on. This might end up being... Wait, before we move on, I want to... We never finished Sammy Watkins. Remember that premature touchdown celebration? (laughs) That's, like, that, to me, really, I mean, was unforgivable at the time. It's just, like, that kind of mental mistake, right? Somebody drops a pass, that's forgivable. Um, You miss a block, sure. But to start celebrating at the 20-yard line... You remember that? Oh, yeah. Just, oh. Buffalo Rumblings, the Buffalo Rumblings Twitter account post <laughs> tweeted that gif out. And he's like pointing up at the at the scoreboard or the fans or whatever. And he gets tackled from behind by a Jets player, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that one up. Appreciate that. The uh, So the Chiefs beat the Titans today, 35 to 24, to advance to the Super Bowl. Then the second game of the... The second game of the night was not even close at any point whatsoever. The 49ers destroyed the Packers. It was 37 to 20, but even that score was kind of, I mean, I'm pretty sure the 49ers were playing a prevent defense and, and it was just, I mean, the game was, what was it? 27 to nothing at one point, I believe. And it was just. The Packers clawed back, man. There were then two touchdowns and they would have had the stop on third down if they, if there wasn't that ridiculous pass interference call. Do you think that was pass interference? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John? I think it was pass interference. You're a shill for the league. <laughs> Mike's like, by the end of this, John, I will teach you how to have a grudge. I will be such a jerk to you. <laughs> no. Um, it was just... He's fighting for position. Like, he's got a right to the ball, the defender. It might have even been within five yards. I don't know. <laughs> Was it as egregious as the uh, as any of the penalties against the Bills in the Houston Texans game? No, no, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. If anything, I thought that the the refs would have been slanted toward the Packers this game just because the NFL probably wanted a Super Bowl one rematch in the hundredth anniversary. Yeah, good call. Good call. You know, it's funny. We I ran a uh, a poll on Twitter um, prior to this AFC NFC championship weekend and asked him, you know, who do we really want to see in the Super Bowl? And I listed all four options with Tennessee, Green Bay, um, Kansas City, and San Francisco. And uh the the number one rated um outcome that that fans wanted is over six hundred votes. It was San Francisco versus KC at forty five percent of the votes. So this is what I think the fans in general really wanted. Now if the the NFL wanted it to be another, you know, Super Bowl one rematch, like you said, John. I think they were the only ones that wanted that. I think the Green Bay Packers, even though they were thirteen and three, I think they benefited from an easy, easier schedule, uh, uh, a division that wasn't as tough as a lot of people thought it would be. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was happy to see. I think this is going to be a great game. Like uh, like Mike mentioned, thank God the Patriots aren't in it, so we don't have a. It's just like I just want to see a good game. That's all I want. How, how nice is that to go into the Super Bowl and say I just want to see. An enjoyable game, you know, instead of saying, I just want to see a game where the Patriots lose. And even then, you know, it's more likely to happen than not. <laughs> so well, you don't care about the commercials and the halftime show. Um, Are you guys fans of the commercial and halftime show? Because I could uh, I feel like no, me either. Me either. I could care less about those. I feel like the the commercials have gone down tremendously in the 
past decade or so. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I don't really ever pay attention to those. Yeah, because they're not good. Mike, are you a commercials fan anymore? Yeah, I think you have to stick around and watch them. <clears throat> but I think it, it maybe it's not a function of the quality of the commercial, but how we're bombarded. Like 15 years ago, you didn't see a funny gif or a funny a joke unless you were watching a Super Bowl commercial. Now you're like bombarded on your phone through Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or like you're constantly bombarded with that stuff. Whereas 15 years ago, you'd be like, this is the greatest thing. You show everybody you know and start a chain letter and email everyone. Now it's like, oh, I've seen you know some derivation, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I saw a cat jump at a cucumber. Oh, I saw a, a dog being surprised. Oh, I saw a baby laughing. Like Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> All right. Let's do um, our segment. Now that we talked about this, uh, oh yeah, real quick, do you guys care who wins? You guys said you want a good game. Do you care, Packers? Or I'm sorry, um, <laughs> Packers. Chiefs or 49ers? Yeah, Chiefs, of course. I just want to see a good game. Yeah, I don't really care either. I like both teams. You know, they both slightly towards the Chiefs because I'd like to see Andy Reid win it, but uh, you know, in, in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I think I think I'm definitely leaning more towards Chiefs for that reason too, John. The uh, the Andy Reid phenomenon, and I like Kyle Shanahan as a coach. Actually, I think he's really cool. He's really innovative. He's a really you know um, interesting young coach, and I think he's been doing a great job with John Lynch there as a GM. I mean, they were so smart. They they were drafting really well. They had one bad season because Jimmy Garoppolo goes down in like week three, and then they end up getting the second overall pick. The first the first pick with the Cardinals, they draft a quarterback. So then. The 49ers get Nick Bosa, and they get you know an amazing player with the number two overall pick, and then they get Jimmy Garoppolo back this season, and then they're just just like just where they left off right before that, where they won like six or seven in a row with Jimmy Jimmy G before they ended the 2017 season. So, um, J- Jimmy, who? How, how many passes did they throw today? I have no idea how many. <laughs> well, no, but it wasn't very many. They didn't need to. Mostert had what four touchdowns. <laughs> all right john By let's all accounts at the time right he was brady's heir apparent so yeah. it's good we got rid of him yeah it's good that he's uh, as good as the billing i heard that um craft wanted to keep brady and belichick wanted to get rid of brady and keep garoppolo so i mean the patriots did win like another super bowl or two after the garoppolo trade but um long term than 18 years of oh yeah another yeah another 18 years of this kind of quarterbacking yeah no thanks belichick would be coaching into his 90s like no joke. We are going to take a quick commercial break, so stick around. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. We appreciate you hanging out with us in this off-season episode. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. So let's go into our next segment, This Week in Bill's History with John. This Week in Bill's History. All right, this is from... uh at Buff Sports History on Twitter. And on this date in 2006, Marv Levy signed fellow co-college alumnus Fred Jackson. Ooh. Fred X. Freddie Jackson. The Incredible Hulk. That's right. I have a trivia question or two. Yes, Fred Jackson. Um, where does he rank for rushing yardage in Bill's history? Ooh. Let's see. He's got to be under Thurman. He's got to be under OJ. Man, I third. wish. Third. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I'm going to say fourth. I'll say fifth. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I wish I knew the older guys better. I, I like Joe Cribs. I don't. I have no idea where he stands. I, maybe he's like third. Is Joe Cribs a wide receiver? I don't even know that. See, that's how bad my history is of guys that were before I was born. Um, I'm gonna say sixth. Mike, what's your real answer? I guess I'll go seven now. If we're going closest, yeah, closest. I'll stick, I'll, I'll stick at five. Ooh, you're going seven. Ooh, I'll, I'll go. No, I said six. Why? I said six, you said seven, and then you went back to five. Fine, five. <laughs> Mike, congratulations. Thank he is you, John. Third. He's yes! third. <laughs> ah, why do I always Joe, second guess Joe, myself? Joe Cribbs is actually fourth. Oh, so he's a running back. All right, well, I feel like I won that quiz just knowing that, <laughs> or just remembering that, pulling that out of my head somewhere. Well, that's a good quiz, John. Well done. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. We appreciate you hanging out with us in this off-season episode. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. Let's do some quick news and notes um, as we do every week in the off-season. One of the first, luckily there's only a couple this week, but um, Jerry Hughes, so four Bills underwent off-season surgery this week. Um, Ed Oliver... Defensive tackle Ed Oliver had a core muscle surgery this week. John Feliciano, starting Bills offensive guard, had a shoulder surgery. Cody Ford, Bills offensive starting offensive right tackle for now, had a shoulder surgery. And then this one is interesting because it goes into last week's episode where we brought up Jerry Hughes mentioning he had uh, wrist ligament tears, or he had, uh, um, I'm sorry, torn wrist, wrist ligaments last season. Um, and now the NFL is looking into it well he just had surgery this past week and guess on what <laughs> i'll give you a hint it didn't have to do with his knee was that his ankle no no it was not his ankle take another guess uh, it had to do with ligaments in a certain part of his body not on his lower his wrist yes yes believe it or not his wrist ligaments so the very thing that the bill or that the nfl is going to investigate the bills for not reporting. Jerry Hughes just had surgery for that. Uh oh. Well, we'll see if that ends up being anything. So much for our whole defensive. Like, ah, oh, I was just lying about it on Twitter. And be like, oh, well, let's see your medical charts. Oh, well, it says here surgery on your wrist ligament. It didn't happen during the game, right? Like, we don't know. Oh, that's true. You did say that, John, last episode. Like, just say it happened during the game. <laughs> be like, uh, I didn't mean I played last season. I meant I played that last game in the middle of it. I tore some wrist ligaments. Yeah. Good. Just lie. Just lie. I don't understand what's so... I mean, I understand, you know, the morality of it, of course. But we'll have to have Kyle from bangedupbills.com to come on and discuss these injuries to, like, key players and, and see if they'll be ready to suit up come training camp. So I'll have to look in and have Kyle on. Um, he's always a great source for Bills injuries and whatnot. But I'm guessing, you know, with, with all these surgeries the Bills are having, and they were just so quickly, you know, this this past week... You know, I, I guess I didn't know that you never really know that they're going to happen necessarily, but I guess I'm just glad that they aren't waiting till training camp to have surgery like some other bills have in the past. It comes to mind like linebacker Angelo Crowell. I remember he waited to have offseason surgery until like right before training camp and then they just cut him. I don't know if you remember that, but um, it sounds like the bills training staff and, and, and rehab facility and everyone and the medical staff, they seem to have their... They seem to have the right goals in mind. Our second piece of news, and which is important for this podcast and this discussion we're having, is the Buffalo Bills block Brian Dable 
from interviewing for the Giants offensive coordinator position. So in this news item, the the Giants new head coach, Joe Judge, had a familiarity with Brian Dable from their time in New England. So uh, Joe Judge requested permission to interview current Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, for the same role in New Jersey. And the Bills blocked the interview since it was a lateral move for Dable, and rightly so. So some fans were happy about that, some not so much. And uh, that goes into our discussion about Brian Dable and the Bills' offense this past season. Yeah. So, I mean, if it would have been a head coaching job, just like when Brian Dable interviewed for the Cleveland Browns head coaching position, I think the Bills would have allowed it. But since it was a lateral move, they're like, oh, you're under contract. So, no, you can't do that. (laughs) You have to stay here. You have to stay here and write the ship, Brian. Okay? So, this is... He asked permission? Could Brian Dable ask permission to be... I'm not sure. Like, who who approached whom? I think the... the Giants approached the Bills and said, can we get permission to interview Brian Dable for our offensive coordinator position? So you have no idea if he would have wanted to go to the interview? No, we don't know that. Okay. We don't know that. So, so I mean, it wasn't like he turned it down. So I guess you, you, you'd have to assume maybe he had an interest in it because you didn't hear that the, you know, it's all, it's all PR. We don't really know how that came about. But, and that, Last news piece about Brian Dable is a perfect segue to next week's episode about the curious case of Brian Dable, where we go in depth into his history and the things that we like, things that we don't like, um, some input from our great followers on Twitter about Brian Dable, and just some just some general discussion and talking points. We know he's not going anywhere, but there's still things that we think he can improve on um, before next season. So we're going to do our Bruce Smith signed football giveaway again this week and want to thank everyone that's left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. So that's if you're new to our podcast, that's all you have to do to stay in the loop of our giveaways that we're going to be doing all off season. And this one is a signed autographed uh, football from Hall of Famer Bruce Smith. So uh, we're going to read this uh, this new uh, Apple Podcast review we actually just got from Joey GNY. And uh, he writes, and by the way, you don't have to write one just specifically to us. If you'd like to, that's obviously fine. But if you want to include Nick and Nolan, Mafia Mavens, any of the great podcasts on our network, you, you definitely should. And um, and we encourage it because those are, those are all really great shows. And, uh, you know, we love being mentioned with them. And, yeah, so in order to uh, win – you know, I just need to know that you're talking about us or that you mention us at least at some point in the review. So this one, so Joey GNY writes, another solid podcast from the Circling the Wagon boys. Thank you for continuing to produce an insightful, fluid, and entertaining show. I've listened all season long while running Green Machine, Street Sweepers, to the Snowplows. You guys keep me and your listeners tuned in. My only suggestion is how about a crossover show? I'd love to see the Blitz guys team up with you with you guys and cut back and let one loose and let go of the Music City Miracle crap. Bills are going to be AFC East champs next year. Count it. Uh, thank you, Joey, for writing that. And uh, f- to your first point, I'd love to do a crossover show with the Blitz guys or any of the other podcasts in the network. I mean, all of those shows are just unbelievable. Um, I love Blitz Bills, um, one of my favorite in general podcasts. Um, it also helps me keep informed with just all the other things going on in the NFL, especially with being a podcast focused solely on the bills. You just don't have a, a ton of time to do a lot of research on other teams. And those guys just kind of keep you in the loop and they're just, 
super entertaining. Uh, really like what those guys are doing over there. And yeah, I do a, a crossover show. I've talked with a couple of other podcasts on the network of doing one with collaborating um, with several of, of the other hosts. So look for that this off season. Um, really want to interview a couple of them or do some some game shows with them. I mean, we have some things in the work and and we're uh, we're discussing that now. So. Oh, and just so you know, I'm definitely not going to let go of the Music City Miracle crap. I mean, this was this was the beginning of the drought for me as a Bills fan. It basically took up all my high school, the, the, the remainder of my high school tenure, my college years, my 20s, my 30s. So that started the drought. So I will not let that go. When the Bills win the AFC East, like you mentioned, Joe, Joey, next season, then I'll let go of it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'll probably still be bitter. I'm a, I'm a bitter person sometimes. What Can you blame me? Let's end this podcast with our giveaway for the Bruce Smith signed autograph football. And the winner this week is at DWAZ9. That's at D-W-A-Z-9. And with everything, with every giveaway we do, you not only, you know, had to leave uh, an Apple review, which we obviously appreciate, but you have to listen each week because you have to find out if you're going to be the winner or not. So if you are at DWAZ9, Please contact me over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you follow us. Email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. I know I don't pimp out the email address a ton, but email us there. And uh, if you have any questions, by the way, if you guys want to talk about stuff, I know that you guys, uh, you know, some of you guys have been emailing us during the season. It's really tough to answer email questions during the season just because um, unless it's specific to the game that we're doing a recap on, we really don't have a ton of room to discuss a whole new topic. But now is the time to do that. If you guys want to discuss anything, if you have any questions about Brian Dable specifically because we're going to do that podcast next week, um, definitely email us there, um, ctwpod at gmail.com. And the ctwpod across all platforms is like circling the wagons pod. And... So yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening to this off-season episode. Remember, stay tuned next week. We're going to do a, a deep dive into Brian Dable and a lot of things that go into his history, why he is the way he is, and um, you know what we think of him in general. And like I said, some feedback from Twitter. So thank you guys so much for listening. For me, Nate, and for the guys, Mike and John, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.